a lot of people who feel like this are often parents. And just think about what advice would you give to your child if um, your child was like telling you the same thing? I'm really unhappy in my career, I really want to change, but I'm scared because I have no money, I don't know what I'm going to do, like, I don't know how it's going to be difficult, it's going to take time. Like, What would you say to them? You'd still tell them to go for it? You'd, you'd say maybe keep your toe in, you'd give them sensible advice, but you'd tell them to go for it. So I think sometimes often people need to take the advice they give to others, to themselves. And if you can do that, you'll probably live a very happy life. Welcome to the Stronger, Fitter, Happier podcast. I'm your host, Vin, and today I am joined by Leon, Sadie, hey, and Richia. Hello. Yeah, so now you guys, if you listen to the last few episodes, you'll know who Sadie is, you'll know who Leon is, but you may not know who Richia is. So Richia, would you like to introduce yourself, quick fire, a few words about yourself? And who okay, you are. Uh, okay, so I'm a cheater, so one of the coaches at Body and Beyond. Um, so I recently made a transition of, um, so I'm a dentist, I qualified around 10 years ago, and then I've taken a bit of a leap of changing my career, so doing personal training and coaching. So I'm still doing um, working in dentistry, and then I'm doing this as well, um, and really enjoying it. So um, these guys have been great support, um, <laughs> and it's been really good fun working with them so far as well. Yeah. Well, it's great that you're on, Richie, because today's episode is all about you. <laughs> well, it's not all about you. I, I had the idea of, like, last week we touched on a topic called, like, well, called? Last week we touched on something, um, Leon mentioned it at the start, where we were talking about using this downtime of, and by downtime I mean, like, this whole period of going through, like, the coronavirus, being on lockdown and quarantine and self-isolation away from people and in your houses as a downtime to kind of reflect on anything you're not happy with in your life and change it. So I just thought, why don't we discuss for anyone who's listening, who's feeling like that, like the journey that you've been on and like how you, why you even changed your career from dentistry to personal training. Um, and like, just if someone else is thinking of like, you know, they're, they're not happy with their life. Maybe they can take some of the advice you're giving and some of the like kind of scary things that you've been through with changing careers and, yeah. and they could kind of like apply it to their own life and, you know, take advice from it. Mm. So my question to you is like, if, if someone was, was like kind of feeling really worried about their job at the moment, or they were in a position where they're not happy with the job they're in at the moment because of, you know, this whole period might have highlighted a few issues with the job or generally they felt really unhappy with their job. And now they're like, they've got an opportunity to come away from it because they've either been like, you know, made redundant been they, they can't work in the same industry anymore or simply that they're at home working from home and they've got lots and lots of time on their hands. What would you kind of advise to them? What would be the advice you would give to that, that kind of person? Um, so I would say if you're like, in your downtime, if you're realizing you're, you've been really unhappy with your work, literally just take the leap and do it. So um, it wasn't like I was unhappy, but I think it just got quite boring over time. Um, I'd kind of wake up some mornings not really wanting to go into work, which I shouldn't say if any of my patients are on here. <laughs> so, as in, um, I wouldn't mind it, but there was no real drive. Um, every day was the same. Um, sometimes you get some people who just weren't that nice um, and you just have to deal with it after seeing 30 people in a day. Yeah. Um, and then I kind of just 
I kind of had to go cold turkey on it. So I was trying to transition by still doing that a lot more. So doing like four days of teeth and then trying to do this on the side. And it just didn't work. I really had to just commit everything to it. So I took a couple of months of just not working and focusing on my course doing like my level two, level three. Um, Obviously, it was a big hit to income. um, But I think if you truly enjoy what you do, you'll make money in it and also it's not all about money so as long as you're happy with what you do and that's the main thing so I used to come home sometimes just really stressing my family and my husband would have to hear about my day that I probably may have overreacted on sometimes (laughs) um, because it always sounds worse when you're in that situation Um, and then yes I think if anyone has taken that time now to be like what their work they've been doing just stresses them out or it's really not been worth it I'd say literally take the plunge and do it now because you've got time to do it yeah th- th- that is really like it's, it's good advice in terms of like using utilizing this time to kind of change or like look into a different industry i understand like from a financial perspective you may not be able to make the commitment that Richita did like if you've got like say you're someone who's maybe older than we are you have children you you've got like mortgage to pay and things like that i'm not saying Rachita doesn't have stuff like that in her life she just may have been in a position where you know there might be some other help or you may not have lots of expenses but if you are someone who's stuck in a position where you know you you've got commitments you've got things that you are that are coming out and you know that you have to pay for then I guess in that case, like, what would you suggest to someone like that who can't just go cold turkey or, you know, just take a plunge into, you, you know, basically doing a new career? Yeah. So with that, it's just, it'll just take longer for you to get to your new career, essentially. So just look into it um, and you would just speak to other people who are doing it and, you know, try and get like a good community around you um, and like a mentor to help you out with as well. Um, And that's why you guys have been great because it was like a good transition and you guys have been so helpful for everything as well. I think if you do this alone, it can be really overwhelming at times as well. So we could take this time to like research into things. um, And then when you, if you do, when you go back to work essentially, um, then you can ease out of it slowly as well. So, yeah, definitely. I think what it is is for, for people who, who I, I think this period, a lot of people will have some downtime. So depending on the job you're in, you if you're working from home or you have made, been made redundant, you have this, even if you have kids and stuff, you have more time than you had before. And you might be filling that with by looking after the family or being at home or, you know, whatever you're filling that with. But there will be more time in your in your schedule to do things like it may not necessarily be like, you know, you can start working in the industry you're working in, you want to work in, but you could use this as an opportunity to start learning, start like investing in your future. So whether it's like doing a course while you're working from home and working in your other job or during redundancy or whether you're getting some money or income in that way, whatever the the situation is, I guess it's, it's trying to find light in that kind of, um, time isn't it yeah exactly what was your experience like with working as a dentist but also doing the course or was it did you do the course outside of like you stopped dentistry and then did the course 
Um, yeah, so I did my level two while still working as a dentist. Okay. Um, I just found it took me a bit longer to do it because then I had to really set aside time in the evening and on weekends. Um, and then when I did my level three, then I just thought I'm just going to stop work because um, I'd saved up enough. Um, and it just meant I had to change my lifestyle a bit. So not going out for dinners or going to the theatre as much as I'd like yeah. on holidays and things like that. So just kind of picking and choosing what's important. Um, and then, yeah, it didn't work uh, while I did my level three. And then, yeah, then just picked up a couple of days here or there a week. Just to- I, I, I definitely think that's an important thing to remember as well. So you, you touched on it in terms of like, don't expect to have everything at one time. You will have to take a, like a bit of a, a punch in the mouth of like, you know, you're not going to get all your luxury meals out and you're not going to be able to go on loads of holidays. You're, you're investing in the future. So you can't reap, you don't basically sow a seed and expect to eat the fruit off the tree as well, that you have to let it grow and then you get the the rewards. And um, while you're studying, while you're working, while you're like investing in that future, you might have two jobs. You might have a lot of like a lot on your plate. You might have a lot to do. Um, but yeah, and then it, eventually you will get to where you want to be. It's just, I guess you have to take that hit at the start, don't you? Yeah. And definitely. how was it taking a bit of a financial hit going from dentistry to um, zero income and then slowly building an income in personal training? Um, it's been interesting. <laughs> so <laughs> I guess people who know me, um, yeah, know that I guess I just didn't really go shopping and stuff like that as much as I would. Or um, people would be like, what are you up to this weekend? And I'd be like, oh, I'm revising or I've got work early the next day. So then I'm not going to go out and things. But now it's actually I'm fine with it. I'm used to it. Um, yeah, I guess you enjoy it more when you go out less. You look forward to it more, don't you? Otherwise, it's just not normal. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, it's, I guess it, it, it's nice, like, sometimes having more time to just focus on things that you want to focus on. And also, managing um, finances, like, forcing yourself to manage finances is a really good thing to do anyway, because yeah. when your finances are out of control, you often feel panicked and you feel worried in just that. Yeah. Uh, Leon, you've been in, um, like, you've probably done the most amount of jobs out of all of us. Richard, maybe you might <laughs> yeah. have uh, be able to con- compete against him. But you've been in jobs that you've absolutely hated in the past. Yeah. What, what's your mindset been when you're doing these jobs and you know you have to because you're trying to make some money to, you know, just get by? Yeah, yeah. What yeah. kept you going when you were doing jobs like, so you just basically list off the jobs you've done, actually. <laughs> man, oh man, that's a uh, that's a big test of memory. So I've done uh, worked in Marks and Spencers. I've worked in a call center, market research. I worked in Sainsbury's. I worked in another Marks and Spencers. I worked as a postman. Um, I worked as a manager in a leisure center. Um, I've done level two fitness instructor as a full time job. I've done personal training, and there is something else. But oh, I worked in home base. Um, DIY store. <laughs> you said call center, right? Because I remember you telling me yeah, about yeah, call center. Yeah, okay, nine. Call yeah, so, yeah. So nine jobs so far. Sadie, how many jobs have you had? Um, one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't had one actually. I've had two. <laughs> two previous jobs. No, I, well, I've had the same. Well, obviously, I worked in a, a hair salon. Um, and my other job was in fitness, but at different places. So I've only yeah. really had two different types of jobs. So yeah, I can't compete with any of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Rajia, what about you? 
Uh, so when I was 16, I worked in a shoe shop in Gordon Scott in Watford. Got a certificate as a shoe fitter. Luckily, not seen feet since then. Um, I actually then did door-to-door sales selling gas and electric. Really? <laughs> did she? Uh, it was really good money and my step count was amazing. But I, I can't really imagine you doing that. I don't know why. Yeah, it wasn't really, it was weird, but I'm quite competitive. So we had like a daily target and then you got to ring a bell at the end of the day if you hit a sale. And then, yeah, then dentistry and then this. <laughs> ah, okay. So four jobs there. Uh, yes. I've, I've only had, literally I've worked uh, at Argos, then I was a fitness instructor and then I started my own business. Nice. That's, that's literally the three uh, the three steps I've gone and work. I lied on my CV. I've said I worked in so many other places. As well, but, uh, no way. <laughs> well, it's in places that I know, like my dad's business, um, things like that I put on my CV, but not actual, like, not just a blatant lie. Like I work for like Goldman Sachs and stuff like that. No, I, haven't, I haven't done anything like that. But yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting then, Leon, like you've done so many jobs. Clearly yeah. those jobs weren't jobs that you wanted to do for the rest of your life. No, no, definitely not. Yeah, so like, what was your mindset in those? I know you were probably a lot younger when you were doing half of those, but... Yeah, so a few few of them, particularly the retail ones, were while I was still a student. So as you'd expect, obviously, it was never a long-term career anyway. Yeah. Um, But even with those, I knew I could tick off the box saying, okay, this is something I definitely don't want to do once I do finish all my um, qualifications. Um, So that pretty much eliminated retail. And then from there, because I'd done sports science at university, my plan was more along the management side of things in terms of um, potentially managing a gym and opening up my own place and stuff like that. And Sadie fell over. (laughs) 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 Um, Yes, I was looking more towards the management side of things. Uh, So that's where I went into leisure industry management. Um, But again, just sitting behind a desk all day and sort of delegating to people, do this, do that. It wasn't really for me. I wanted a bit more of a hands-on approach. Um, so I knew I could tick that off of what I wanted to do. Um, and then that's where I started working just to boost my income. I started working um, as a postman part-time as well. So I'd done both jobs side by side just for extra money. Um, and that helped fund my personal training course, which I did <coughs> which I did as home study. So for me, it actually took me a year and a half to complete my course um, because I'd done it as distance learning. Um, so I pretty much was able, only able to do a little bit each day, but because I was really pinned down working two jobs, it sort of really slowed me down a lot. So my advice would be, if your hours are really taken up um, with a particular job and you want to do something on the side, I would say, see if you could maybe, if you financially still need the money, maybe reduce your hours a little bit or plan your days a little bit differently in terms of like Rachita was saying, not go out as much. So you are sort of delegating certain specific time in the week um, Mm. to do your course because for me it took so long because I wasn't actually planning my days properly so I was going off working um, at the leisure centre in the morning no sorry postman in the morning and then leisure centre in the evening um, which was running pretty much Monday to Sunday so I pretty much took too long I would say to get my course done but got there in the end so can't complain yeah (laughs) So, I mean, when, with what you're saying, it's, it's, it's easy to listen to that and then be put off by it because you're like, oh, yeah. a year and a half of, you know, basically working two jobs, two jobs that you yeah, don't yeah. necessarily happy in, then doing a course that 
takes a long time to do in terms of because of the way you have to spread out the work. A lot of people yeah. will be listening to that and be put off by it. Now, something that I was told a lot, and I actually tell a lot to people who are trying to lose weight is, regardless of whether it takes you two years to get to your goal or five years to get to your goal or even six months um, or shorter, that time is going to pass anyway. Yeah. So you're, if, you're gonna, if you're not dying in the next five years, you're either the, the five-year journey of your life is going to pass. You're going to add five years to your life regardless. What you do in that time is up to you. So you can struggle and, you know, hate your job and hate life and be miserable and come home and take it out on your family and all of that. Or you can use those five years to grind, to work hard, to still maybe hate the process because you're struggling in terms of you're still working a job you're not liking, you're staying up late doing your course, then you're having to juggle everything and then, you know, life's difficulties as well. Um, but then at the end of the five years, you could have like, let's say a degree in a new career or like a course or like qualifications behind you and a work experience and then be able to leave your job because you've been given a job offer or you could be exactly where you are today. Now I know which one I would rather take. And I know one is the unknown and one is the known. So that's why often people get um, bogged down into, you know, not making a decision. So it's like, Rajit, I'm sure you were very anxious about changing career. Now, me, Sadie and Leon have all done jobs in the similar industry. So like even when Leon transitioned to a personal trainer, he was still working in a leisure center. So I know it's yeah. not quite the same thing, but he was still around the people. Yours is very different because you put in, like, how long does your degree take, by the way? Uh, five years and then one year training afterwards. Okay, so six years you've been working up to be a dentist. I'm not sure how long you're, like, you know, you, you, you were two years old and you've been dreaming to be a dentist since two years. So I'm not sure the gen, background journey of it. And, um, but what was it like, like, making that decision to go into fitness? Like, was it quite scary for you to actually do? Like, did you, and did you feel pressures from, like, family and things? Like, did you feel like you were, did you feel embarrassed as well? Like, you know, dentistry is a very... I don't know, up their job in terms of like people respect it. And mm. personal trainer is sad to say, but a lot of people, maybe now it's a bit better, but people don't respect our title mm. of personal mm. trainer. Like, yeah, I remember when I used to tell older family members um, in the, you know, like Indian family members, like, oh, I'm a personal trainer or I work in the gym and it's like almost looked down on. Mm. So um, how was that for you? Um, yeah, it was actually really difficult and I think it's something I always thought of but never thought I would do if that makes sense because anytime you'd say to someone just in passing oh I'd really like to do this just the reaction you would get is like why would you do that and and I think it was really important just what I realized afterwards is not to listen to people around me because there were so many people and like so many dentists I'd speak to who say how much they really struggle with the career, like how stressful it is. And they'd be like, oh no, don't do it. Just stick it out. You'll be fine. Like keep going. Um, and then when I did it, it was amazing how many messages I got from people, like even on Facebook, I think I got 40, 50 messages from random people being like, well done for doing it. We've always wanted to change career, but never been able to do it. But they were the same people who were telling me not to do it from the start, if that mm. makes sense. So it was quite tricky. Um, and I really remember telling, I got really scared to tell my parents, because obviously I'm like, 
Indian background is you have to be a doctor, dentist, an accountant. And I remember just going home and telling my parents and I was like, um, I've just given in like notice for where I'm working um, I'm, and I'm going to work in a gym. And then they were like, what? And then um, it was just really awkward. Um, and my mum was like, oh, like, so in Gujarati, she's like, I aerobics, and like, so she was like saying, you're going to just like teach aerobics. And then my mum was like, can I come with you? And I was like, what? And I was like, you know, like my whole life, I've had to do like extracurricular activities to make sure I get into uni, I get my grades, do all of this. And it was so, I was such a relief. And they were like, look, as long as you're happy, we've seen the struggle you've had um, and just how happy you are like telling us this. And like, we just see when you used to go to the gym, you'd come back all energized. They're like, for us, that's now our minds at rest. And they're like, that's all we could have wished for. Um, but I remember the night before telling them I could not sleep and I was so <laughs> uh, worried. Um, and even now, I, um, I think like, now it's quite proud to tell people that I do personal training. So before I think, um, it, as you said, it could have been quite frowned upon, but um, my parents were saying, you know, send us your Instagram details, we'll send them around, <laughs> and all of this stuff. <laughs> it was really, like, awkward. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I think I've just been very blessed with the uh, people around me, um, but it was really tricky. Um, but I do get what you mean, because it's quite sad sometimes when I tell people I'm a personal trainer, and then um, they'll say they'll just be like pretty normal and then they'll um they say also oh, what what did you do before this and I say oh, I was a dentist and they completely change some people start covering their mouths some people start like it's really odd um just the reaction and they just talk to me completely differently mm. and I think that's really sad because I'd love just to change that whole perception because I'm still mm. the same person and we're still we're also there to help people so um, yeah, that's something I'd love just to change yeah. people's perception of us. I know. Yeah. I, I, I remember when I, when I first started working in the gym, I used to try and put down that I had a degree on, you know, the, you know, the boards that you put on, like when you're in the public gym <laughs> yeah. and then like they, they, they ask what qualifications you have. Like, I'd all, rather than put the personal training ones, I always put my exercise science degree at the top and I yeah. used to write things even in my profile, like I'm science based and evidence based to, <laughs> to make basically try to sound more intelligent. Mm -hmm. and it was a bit of a marketing thing in terms of like oh like other personal trainers may not have the knowledge and the the kind of like expertise in the field and stuff like that but it's also an insecurity thing as well it was to tell people that you know I'm not I'm not someone who just did this because I couldn't get into like doing something else it's because I actually really enjoy it it wasn't like oh like you know like personal training is seen as one of those careers that like almost people who fail at most other things do and, and not for everyone, but a lot of people, you know, don't look at it as like a personal trainer is like a very highly intelligent person. Yeah. And I think now a lot of people are transitioning from other careers like dentistry that's always been respectable to things like fitness and working in fitness. And then people are respecting it more because more and more people are doing it. And it's becoming, you know, it's not looked at as like um, a low skills job now. And I know there is like a very low barrier to entry. So a lot of people listen to this, like you guys are talking about the personal training industry, that your courses are like six weeks long to a year, <laughs> depending on what you do and what entry you take. Um, you know, like if I want to go into midwifery or like, you know, become a nurse, I still have to go to, to university and do a three-year degree and put lots of effort in. But I, I still think the the process is still the same. The risk is still the same. The scariness is still the same. And if anything, like at least in that kind of field, there's more security 
in ours, like, it's very unsecure. Like, look at what's happened. The gyms have closed down. And effectively, if we hadn't got, if we just sat on our hands, we would have no money coming in right now to feed whatever we need to feed ourselves and our families and whatever bills mm. we have to pay. Like, you know, our responsibilities would be just been destroyed. Like, so I think it's a risk that you have to look at it in all angles, isn't it? Like, you can't just be like, you know, um, just be like, oh, it's easy for you. Um, the other thing is like looking at like, you know, when you're um, doing something like going into a new career, I think just the whole risk of like taking the risk of going into a new career, like the unknown, like, you know, you were saying like, um, I think I asked you before, like, how did it feel taking that plunge? And you said you, you had a lot of support around you. And a lot of people don't often have support. So you don't have family members who support you. Um, like even your own partner might be like, what about the money? And they might be worried about that and not your happiness. What would you say to someone like, um, say you've been awfully quiet on this. For me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know, I know you're someone who's quite risk averse. So you're not someone who takes a lot of like scary. Mm. Um, and I don't mean that in a rude way. I just mean you're more calculated with the decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're, I think like you like that secure um, side of things. And I don't, and I don't, that's not to say you haven't take risks. You, you do, yeah, yeah, yeah. you do put no. yourself in uncomfortable situations throughout your career with me. You've developed mm. so much because you've jumped into opportunities, yeah, and taken yeah. leaps and scary. For, even coming to work with me was a bit that's of a risk in say. itself. Yeah, yeah. I literally left my work and thought, actually, I'm just going to come work with you full time, and I didn't know how it was going to work out, what I was going to be earning or anything like that. And I, that's the only risk in terms of work that I've taken. In terms of what Richie has done, I don't think I could do that, to be fair. Um, but yeah, I'm just a bit like that. I'm, I don't really take many risks, to be fair. You, you say that you would never take that, you'd never do that. But I think, because you're not forced to. So look yeah, at it yeah. this way, like you're, you're someone who's happy in your career. Mm. You love what you do every day apart from like maybe a few annoying things in our job, like working with me, um, there's, <laughs> there's probably said it. <laughs> very little that you dislike about what you do every yeah, day. Exactly. Yeah. Like the things that you probably do dislike is like sp- things that people would punch you in the face for moaning about. Like, like, is it like when yeah. it comes to other careers that like they might really be like, what are you talking about? Like my, yeah, in comparison. my boss harasses me at work and you're talking about like, <laughs> oh, I hate waking up a bit early at work. <laughs> like, you know, not that you say that. Yeah. But, um, so I think when you're forced, when you're like in a position where Rachita was and maybe Leon's been in a career where they absolutely hate, they're in mm. there every day dreading it. You, you, you are almost forced to take that decision. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I said that I, I, I don't think I could, but I've never been in that situation to take a big jump like that. So I don't know. But mm. probably in that situation, if I had to, then I would. So. Yeah, I think when, when it comes to it, like when people are forced, like, I think we say this a lot, like to people like you, you only make change when you're forced to make that change. Like when the pain of staying the same mm. is greater than the pain of the change, like people do take that plunge and that leap. Yeah. I think it's for every single person, it's very different of when yeah. that, that point comes but it always comes for everyone if you're miserable and you're unhappy in the in the job you're doing you're either just gonna like kind of wear yourself thin and just be like not yourself anymore or you're gonna have to force to make to do something that's different yeah and a lot of people talk about things like oh like i can never do that because um like would you be able to take a 50 percent pay cut and then do something that you'd absolutely love even more like what are you asking lot, me? 
like anyone. Like, I mean, Richie has easily done it. Like she took a, I don't know, probably more than 50%. Yeah. <laughs> 99% pay <cut. laughs> But it's been worth it. Like every morning I wake up to work and it doesn't even feel like work. So it's, it's nice. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's good fun. Mm. Um, and you're still, as I said, like we're still helping people. We're still doing such a great thing for people's lives and like making people feel happy, feel confident in themselves. Um, and I think, yeah, that's what brings joy to all of us. So regardless of how much we'd make, um, I think we're all the type of people that would still do it. If that makes yeah. Sense. I think when you're happy as well, you, you tend to make things work a lot mm, better. Yeah. So like um, when you're super happy with what you're doing in your life, you're able to provide so much positivity into your life that you, mm. I don't know, like little things that you, that money might be masking. Like, you know, when you earn a lot of money, you might spend a lot of money as well. So you might buy things like you pay for a fancy car or you buy like designer clothing, or you know, you do things to maybe impress other people because you, do, you don't have like, I don't know, like, I'm not saying all people who buy stuff are people who are insecure. That's not what I'm saying. Like, mm. not at all. But, I mean, because some people get pure joy out of, like, you know, spending money on something really nice. Like, I would happily pay money towards a, a decent car, like, if I'm a car enthusiast. Like, I spend a lot of money on going out to eat because I love eating at nice places. But um, to someone else, that might not bring them joy. But what I mean is, like, sometimes, like, things like that you spend on often are what bring you the happiness. And when you've got a happiness, like an internal thing from what you're doing every day and you've got a purpose to your life and you know, that can be replaced. Like your, your, your that's, that becomes your, um, your like, I've gone blue, your yeah. <laughs> enjoyment that you don't necessarily need to like kind of have lots of income and that sort of thing. And I know, bare minimums to survive is a different story like you couldn't like let's say you were an animal lover and you loved like you know puppies and you know you you might go from like all right i'm just gonna quit my job and go you know volunteer on a farm somewhere like that may bring you a lot of happiness but then at the same time that the, the zero finances may bring you a lot of unhappiness so there needs to be a balance and i'm not saying that that can't be right but when you're happy, you tend to find that balance is what I'm trying to get out. It's a really long-winded yeah. way to get to the point. But um, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. And I, I listened to this on um, a podcast. No, it was a live stream. By, I don't know if you guys know who Seth Godin is. Um, he's that bold guy. He does a lot of um, like, he's got a book out and he, he does like these daily um, email things where like daily blog, like little thoughts that he gives out and stuff like um I don't actually know what his title is of like a job, but he, he comes out with a lot of like good insightful things. And he said on a live stream um, to a lot of people listening um, about like job security right now and like how people, a lot, of, a lot of people are scared. And he was saying like, if you have skills, if you're very skillful in something, you always find a way of people paying you. So even if like you have a big passion around, um, like Gary Vaynerchuk says it all the time, like let's say you loved basketball, but you can't be a basketball player because you don't have the skills to be a basketball player. What would you do? Um, how would you make an income from it? And it goes like, if you have passion, you're happy and you're really knowledgeable in the field, in that area, you'll find a way of making money in it. So whether it's through commentary or doing things like podcasts like this and then getting paid through subscriptions or like sponsorships or whatever it is, like I think skillful people and tend to always fall on their feet 
and mm. will be able to provide some sort of finances to what they're doing. And if you're skilled, the only way you've got skilled in that career is either you force yourself to learn or you, you're so passionate about what you're doing is that you've learned so much. Like, I'm sure you'll find now that you don't, like with dentistry, you may have to force yourself to learn. I think right now, maybe you probably don't force yourself to learn. No, yeah. You're constantly no, learning throughout the day. Like you're, whether yeah. it's on Instagram, following other trainers who are more knowledgeable than you or learning in your own time, listening to videos, watching, vid- I mean, watching videos, listening to podcasts. Yeah. All these like sorts the of things. I've got some fitness books, yeah, and stuff that I've just been reading. But then I've got all these like dental books that just like sit there or I'm even happy to sell. So if anyone wants them. <laughs> 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 but um, yeah, to be fair, actually, this time has been quite interesting because then, say for example if I was still a dentist I wouldn't actually be working right now so I'd have no income income coming in so my friends who are dentists are like oh you must be struggling because the gyms are closed and I was like actually I'm I'm still working I'm I'm still fine and um, you guys are the ones who are unfortunately like, haven't got anything else to do so um it's actually yeah just shows that yeah because I enjoy this I'll still obviously make an effort to make it work but yeah. then they're just they're like coloring in books and things and um, <laughs> drink using their time <laughs> it's really weird I don't like coloring in because uh, there's a there's Sorry. a book actually in our industry is um uh, it's, it's actually, actually a muscle different though yeah that's different <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm messing around <laughs> um, no, but you know what I mean <laughs> yeah. yeah no no I totally get get what you mean it's like um it's just one of those things and it like when you're passionate about what you do you you literally like you can you can tell the difference between someone when you ask them about their job and what they're doing and how's it going um who absolutely loves what they do they don't shut up about it even if you don't know what the hell they're on about um so like that i have a friend of mine who loves his job but like, i don't always understand what he's saying but he'll still like not in a bad way but he'll talk to me about it for ages but it's still nice to listen to because he's so passionate about what he's talking about and it'll mm-hmm. help you understand in terms of like, I may not understand the technology side of things and the software that he's working on, but it's still, cause he's talking about these things that he's learning in his industry and stuff. It's so nice to hear him speak about it. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, um, you know, listening to someone talk about dentistry, <laughs> no, when you're not passionate about dentistry you may not be interested because you're not going to be you're not going to be talking about it with enthusiasm and like a lot of people find like you know loved ones don't support them through you know um you, you may feel like um your husband or your your wife or your parents or whoever it is may not support you but if they see that you're enthusiastic and that you're, that you're passionate and they're so happy about what you're doing that will make them feel happy that you said Richard like your mum and that saw how much it made you happy that you know they 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 were able to kind of put aside like things like oh what are people going to say about my daughter who was a dentist and now works in a gym and cleans machines um, and then does personal training with people and has to touch sweaty bodies and stuff like um, they, they, they kind of look past that even though they may have crossed their mind and mm. um, if there was like someone listening right now and is still kind of sitting on their hands about like, Oh, you know, I, I, I agree with you guys. I definitely should use this time to learn or go into another thing, but I'm just scared. What would your one piece of advice be to someone who's just still scared regardless of they know that we're right? Uh, I'll go first. Um, so 
obviously, like I mentioned with my with my one, it took quite long. So I'd say obviously one, be patient, but also be active. So don't be static. What I did was I was static with mine, which is why it took so long. Um, so be patient, but be active. So make sure daily you're doing something that's working towards sort of that career change that you're more passionate about. Mm. Yeah, because it doesn't have to be big grand things that you have to do. Yeah, it? exactly. Like I could have just to... read one page a day. Um, so yeah, still moving closer to your goal, isn't it? Then staying the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Like even small progress is 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 great. What about you, Ruchi? I mean, you've spoken a lot about like things, so you, you may just say the same thing, and that's absolutely fine. Um, but I also agree with Leon, is like really planning your structure of your day. And I think that's one thing that if I'd done really well, I'd say I could probably a bit longer um, and then just help kind of save up a bit more. But yeah, just really structure it and try and stick to it. And just remember what your energy level's like in the day. So if you think after work you're not going to be productive, don't plan to do it then. Just say you'll wake up extra early to do that bit of work um, just to make the most out of your time, really. So yeah. And what about you, Sadie? Um, it's quite hard for me to give advice in terms of like Leon and Ruchita because I haven't been in that situation. But I definitely agree with what they both said. So, yeah. All right. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll kind of like, I feel like we're running out of things to say now. <laughs> so I don't want to talk the opposite. <laughs> um, the, the like kind of podcast to death, but I will leave it on one final note is that success leaves clues. So like, I honestly don't feel like I'm super talented in terms of like, you know, making a business or knowledgeable or know whatever. Like I have no clue what the fuck to do most of the time. <laughs> and like when I say success leaves clues, I mean like other people who are successful leave lots of clues for people who are following their footsteps. So every single person, everything that we've done great in our career or in Body and Beyond and what we've built, it's been because like other people have kind of like left ideas and left things to follow along with in terms of breadcrumbs to follow to get to their stage. So if you want to be someone like if you want to go into a, a new career, find like a mentor or look for someone who's already doing it and then kind of like follow in their footsteps and advice. So um, there's a lot of people who have gyms right now that didn't. And obviously one of our goals is to have a gym. I just look at like, how did they do it? What, what kind of things did they face? What problems did they face? How do I not face the same problems? All these little things. And it, it makes you feel less worried and anxious about taking a step into that, that, that direction because you've got a bit more of a blueprint to follow. So like looking at like just trying to find more support and trying to find that, um, you know, and the other good thing is that also makes you feel more positive about you being able to do it because if, like Rachita's transition, there's two people, well, two people in our team right now that have, Nikhil is a pharmacist who, well, he still works as a pharmacist, but he's gone into personal training. Rachita used to be a dentist, he still does some dentistry, but has gone into personal training. Both have made major career transitions and have lived to tell the story. Um, and then I personally know of so many other people as well. So another dentist I know of, one of my best mates, um, partners, uh, wives, wife, wives, no, he does not have more than one wife. Um, <laughs> she was a dentist, still is a dentist, works late at night, um, does part-time ridiculous hours, but also is striving to be an actress. And like, obviously an actor is like a crazy industry to go into and very slim chance of like major success. 
but people like that are still going for it and you may be like i'm not that character i'm not that you can be though you can you can develop in a role i never thought that i would be a business owner i never thought that i would be um helping other people you know to do things or like telling other people even like in the team what to do or that that's just not me it wasn't me like i was supposed to be somebody who just you know worked and went down a completely different career path but you fall into the role you you just learn you adapt to the situation you're in so if you literally and i don't mean take the plunge like richard did if you have to be more calculated be more calculated but take the plunge in whatever your plunge scenario is and then learn to adapt you will you will learn to survive you can and even if you do fail at least you tried like um mm-hmm. one of the worst things is um Gary Vaynerchuk said this at an event I went to like he goes regret is the worst absolute worst thing to live with like on your deathbed the last thing you want to say to someone is like you know like I wish I did this I wish I did that like just take it take the plunge and then like if it fails at least you tried and um a lot of people who feel like this are often parents and just think about what advice would you give to your child if um your child was like telling you the same thing like, i'm really unhappy in my career i really want to change but i'm scared because like, i have no money i don't know what i'm going to do like i don't know how it's going to be difficult it's going to take time like what would you say to them you would still tell them to go for it you you say maybe keep your toe in you'd give them sensible advice but you'd tell them to go for it so i think sometimes often people need to take the advice they give to others to themselves and if you could do that you'll probably live a very happy life Is there anything you guys want to add to that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you've covered it. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, covered. Not that right. part. What was that? <laughs> I'm not done about that. Well, um guys, uh, I think we'll end the po- episode there. If there is anything that you guys want to um talk about, what us to speak about, have any I like, you know, topic ideas, then please let us know. We definitely will be doing some more specific stuff with fitness. health we kind of come away from that a lot in the last few episodes we've been doing but um i think one of the major things that we wanted to talk about back on is like controlling your like helping you have some sort of routine in um this whole like period so like with fitness and with nutrition so we we could give you tips on that if there's any questions you have please send them in at podcast@bodybeyond.co.uk otherwise leave a comment wherever you're watching or listening to this and we will catch you on the next episode All right guys, take care and stay healthy and safe right now. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.